Hi guys, welcome back to A Gap in the Sunrise. Um, I'm preemptively recording podcasts because I have the free time right now. I don't have any projects. I was thinking ahead and being a good podcast producer, I guess, and thinking like, oh my gosh, spring break's in a couple of weeks. I'm probably not going to want to record a podcast over spring break, so might as well do it now while I have the motivation and... I have things to talk about. So, what I'm talking about today is, from you've seen from the episode title, it's called Being Alone. And I want to talk about this because, point of view, okay, I'm setting the stage. I'm sitting in my room with my phone on my desk, I just got off of work, and... This sounds really sad, but for the past 24 hours, I've basically been by myself, and I've interacted with people a very minimal amount, and usually, this is really good for me, um, this is really fine, but this is the first time I've really truly, like, not interacted with people for a significant amount of time in, like, weeks, if not a month, and... I'm not sure how I like it <laughs> because I, I'm i a self-proclaimed intro, introvert, okay? Or at least I was for a very long time. Um, I'm perfectly fine with being alone, usually. I think I'm my most genuine self when I'm by myself. I'm my most creative. I'm my most, like, philosophical. I think I have really good thoughts when I'm by myself. And... I'm usually pretty good at keeping myself entertained. Like, I do recharge and I do crave alone time. Like, being by myself sometimes that's what all I need, okay? But I'd say within the past year or so, being by myself has not been super fun, particularly. Like, I have been around people pretty consistently mostly throughout college obviously because I'm living with someone in my home basically my whole life because if you get alone time in a house full of nine people that's like sacred and I've been constantly like moving and going and doing things so when I am alone I actually have to like stop and think And I'm not sure if I like that anymore. (laughs) Like, usually, it's weird, okay? And if you haven't felt like this, it's a very weird feeling, and I'll try and explain it for you. So, it's really nice at first, right? Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm by myself, I can recharge, I can do what I want, like, I don't have to, like be performative at all, like, not that I'm, like, constantly performing, but, like, you know, you don't have to put on, like, a happy face for everyone else, like, you can kind of just be whoever you want and, like, feel whatever you're feeling in that time, which is really great until you start feeling like shit and you're like, oh my god, now I have infinite amount of time to hyper-focus and psychoanalyze every single movement I constantly make, every word I say, every interaction I have, 
And then you're like, oh, shit. Um, and then you kind of get stuck into doing this way too much. And you start questioning, like, your life and you it gets it's it gets a little bit existential you know gets a little bit crisisy but instead of focusing on that i think i'm going to focus on in this podcast in things you can think about or how you can use like that alone time to your advantage because if you're like me maybe you're like me and maybe you really like being alone and maybe sometimes being with people overwhelms you you know but Instead of getting into, like, that spiral, you know, that overthinking spiral, if you can relate to that, here are some things you can do with your time instead of just hyper-fixating on your life. So, thing one you can do. Be creative. So... I'm a big lover of the arts. I'm a big supporter of the arts, obviously, if you know anything about me. I love to draw. I love to paint. Sometimes I write stuff, but that's more secret. I don't let anyone read whatever I write. But I think being creative allows you to have that outlet and, like, think but in a positive manner, right? So your brain's already going to be moving, right? Your brain, the wheels in your brain are already going to be churning. They're already going to be doing stuff. So why don't you give them something to do instead of just keep going through the same thoughts over and over? So sometimes when I'm by myself, I like to, I like to start writing a little bit. Um, that's something I've been more recently doing, and I really like it. Um, I just write down my thoughts or feelings on a page. It's probably, this is just journaling, basically. Or, um, I try and be creative with my writing and, like, be more eloquent and, like, describe something, but in, like, a more beautiful manner. Or, I, I don't write, like, write stories or anything, but you could do that if you wanted to. Sometimes it just helps to, like, to get your brain on a piece of paper and then it just kind of gets everything out of you before your brain can like cling on to it and start making problems out of things that aren't problems and this is definitely um linked with my anxiety because anxiety is your brain trying to make something into a fear okay so it's trying to make a problem out of something that isn't a problem because when something is a problem then your brain can start to work to solve it but if it's not a problem then your brain just keeps mulling over and mulling over and mulling over it and that's what anxiety is so if you can put it onto a piece of paper or you can get it out of your brain then you can start your brain doesn't try and cling on to it and solve it anymore it's just there And then you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't really a problem or anything, you know? This is just there. And then you can kind of start moving on. So I think writing is a really good creative activity. I also like drawing a lot. This is not for some people. Well, all of this might not be for some people. But drawing is really nice because it's like thinking, but in a tangible form. And you don't really have to think. Well, like... 
Okay, for me, drawing is thinking about like something physical and tangible in front of you. So I really like drawing things looking at a picture because then I can look at all the shadows and like the light and how the colors bounce off of things and it gives me something physical for my brain to focus on and to kind of analyze instead of analyzing thoughts in my brain. So I can look at how the shadows bounce off a different, reflect off a different material or like different textures and put that on a piece of paper instead and it gives me something to pinpoint myself on you know it gives me something to focus on and that really helps too because it gets that energy out of me and it gets that like hyper fixating energy somewhere to gravitate towards that isn't just going in loops in my brain um that but really Any creative activity works. Like, maybe you're a person who likes to sing. Maybe you're a person who likes to dance. Maybe you're a person who likes to paint. I mean, what other creative fields are there? Maybe you like to make pottery. I don't know. But I feel like any of those things will really help you when you're kind of thinking a lot when you're being alone. Also, I just realized this sounds like an Emma Chamberlain podcast, like, way too much. But I'm going to roll with it because I think I'm putting my own personal twist on it. And if it does, I'm so sorry. But this is also coming from me. So I don't really have to explain myself. The next thing you can do when you're alone that I think sometimes helps is reading a book. And... Particularly reading a shitty teen romance book. I have a lot of recommendations if that's something you want to do. But read like a shitty, easy, like very well written but also very easy to read book. So your brain doesn't have to work on like trying to understand big words or things like that. Like if you're... Don't read Pride and Prejudice when you're alone, okay? Like, that sounds, one, too hard. Two, it sounds like too much brain power. Like, you want to, like, make your brain work, right? But you don't want it to work so much that you give up immediately. Like, if you're, whether you're a person who loves to read or whether you're a person who doesn't like to read very much, I would suggest reading a funny little book when you're by yourself because then it's more like your brain is just making a story. It's not like trying to be like, what does this word mean? Oh my gosh, I have to stop every five seconds and Google stuff. This is how I read books sometimes. It's really annoying. But if you read like a shitty teen romance novel, then your brain doesn't have to think and it just makes like pretty pictures in your head. And again, you're making the wheels of your brain work, but in a easy and non-stressful manner like you're just using that kind of I guess that's being creative again too you're using that creativity to make your brain do stuff but not stuff that is super super difficult um the next thing you can do when you're alone is clean 
And I know this doesn't sound very fun, but hear me out. Cleaning is very therapeutic. There's something really satisfying about having a space and cleaning it and then visibly seeing the space change into something more positive. And also it makes you feel like accomplished as fuck because there's everyone... There's, like, the stigma around cleaning that, like, people, like, it's stupid and dumb and, like, people don't like it. But it can be very therapeutic. And it's also perfect to do when you're alone because, like, what better things do you have to do? You know? Like, if you've been pushing off, like, even just, like, wiping down your desk. Like, if you do that really quick, it takes, like, ten seconds. And then you see this, like, physical change of, like, it becoming cleaner. And then you can be like, oh my gosh, look how great I am. I just did this for myself and I cleaned and it was something I was putting off so that's awesome you know and it's a good thing when you're to do when you're alone because I feel like it's a form of self-care that people don't really talk about because I feel like a space really reflects people internally so I know like when I'm having a bad moment in my life my room and my closet especially reflects that Everything becomes very messy. I just start, like, throwing clothes everywhere. We all know, like, the clothes chair, you know, the dreaded clothes chair where you just, like, whether it's clean clothes or dirty clothes, you just throw it on the chair in the corner of your room. I am very much that type of person when I'm having a bad time in my life. But when I'm having a good time in my life, everything is clean. Everything is put together. It reflects me. And it in turn makes me feel better about myself because then when I'm like done from a long day at work or I'm done from a long day at school or something, I can walk in and kind of like breathe a sigh of relief because everything looks nice and put together and I don't have to be like, oh my God, now I'm overwhelmed again because everything is crazy. You know, so if you're alone, you have nothing better to do. You should clean because the process of cleaning is therapeutic and the results of cleaning is therapeutic. Because you get to be feel calmer in whatever space you are in. And if you're a person who thrives in that kind of chaos, maybe you are. Maybe don't clean because then you'll lose things. But I really think cleaning could is good for everyone. And striving to be a clean person is good. Um, the next thing you should do when you're alone, again, kind of another form of self-care, is take a shower. And I know what you're thinking. This sounds very obvious, and I think you should shower anyway. But when you're alone and have nothing better to do, and you're just kind of thinking, showering is really good. Because if you're like me, maybe, maybe this is just a me thing, but I don't like showering. Maybe this is controversial, but I really just, I think it's a chore. I think it's annoying. Um... I only do it because if I don't, I feel disgusting, and I am disgusting, and I don't want to feel like that. But the physical process of showering is just so dumb to me. It's stupid. I don't get anything from it. I shower very quickly and then I'm done, you know? Like, I like feeling clean after. I like that I'm not dirty anymore, but I hate having to set aside time to go shower, okay? So, when you're alone... I think that's something good to do because, one, it's the perfect opportunity. You have nothing better to do, you know? Might as well get it over with. Two, sometimes it can be an enjoyable experience, you know? Sometimes you can be like, wow, 
this is really what I needed. I needed to feel cleaner and better about myself. And it's kind of like a physical manifestation of you, like, cleansing you, you know? Like, your brain... How do I explain this? It's like you are clearing your head and clearing your body and those two kind of like correlate and you can kind of just take a deep breath for a second and that's kind of nice but three this is the main reason for me is I don't know when I'm gonna want to shower again so might as well do it when I'm alone and I have nothing better to do and make myself do it then because if I'm too busy one of the first things to go is showering and yes That is a disgusting fact. Yes. Maybe this isn't the best. And this is definitely a personal problem. But when I'm too busy and things need to be put on the back burner, I will put showering on the back burner first. And if you're like me, then when you're alone, you can get it out of the way and be done with it. So that's my recommendation, personally. I'm going to listen to this back. This might be very all over the place. But in conclusion, when you're alone, it might be hard. It might be not fun. It might suck a little bit. But it's important, and I think you should give yourself time to be alone. Because thinking isn't bad, you know? Sometimes there's a lot of things that are necessary to think about. Sometimes it helps you find a deeper part of yourself and understand yourself and your relationships with people a little bit more. And that's really positive. But also, I think sometimes you actively need to work to make being alone an enjoyable experience. Because at the end of the day, the only person you're really going to spend the rest of your life with is yourself. Like, you can't escape yourself. And so, I think learning to be alone is important. And learning how to not deal with being alone, but make... Being alone, a positive experience, is important because it's going to be something that stays with you the rest of your life. And if you can, if you find being alone a little hard, then you can find ways to cope with it. But hopefully those coping mechanisms will eventually turn into a positive experience where you can be like, you know what, I really just need some alone time right now to recharge and to like give myself a moment, give myself a little bit. And that's something you should probably incorporate into your life and maybe can incorporate into your life more. Okay, this podcast is a little bit on the shorter side, so hope you enjoyed. Um, Sorry if it was a little ranty, but you can listen to these podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts at A Gap in the Sunrise. Um, I have new episodes every Tuesday at 3. So, yeah, hope you're having a great day, Um, and love you all. Bye!